everyone. Welcome to the Charvak Podcast. This is your host, Kushal Mehra. My guest today is Ambreen Zaidi, and we are going to talk about her book, The Warrior Widows, Real Life Stories of Valiant Wives of Indian Soldiers. Ambreen, thanks for coming on the podcast. Jahind, thank you for having me, Kushal. Ambreen, let's start. This is your first time on the podcast, so I always have this uh, routine uh, where I request my guests because if if it's the first time, the the listenership and the viewership is not aware about them, uh, or or if in case even if there is one person who's not aware about them, so could you maybe tell everybody a little bit about yourself, your background, so that uh, they know a little bit about you before we de de you know do a dive into the book. All right. Um, so. Uh... I'm an army wife, and uh, I come from a completely civilian background. I had no idea what I was getting into. Although uh, before our marriage, my husband did tell me about uh, the separations and the hardships a wife has to go through, and uh, you know there are th- there would be times then that he'll not be there for many of the you know special days, and I'll have to be running around with children and the everything so he said two two years of peace posting and two years of uh, uh, field posting the non the field posting is generally a non family posting so um, think before you say yes and uh, i was a young girl and uh, i was very proud to be getting married to an army officer he was a captain at that time and uh, i said yeah and uh, since the day i get got into the organization day one and uh, it's a different world altogether it it changes your perspective in a big big way it it has a impact which no one can ever describe because uh, that is the moment when you realize it's not just you the world is not just about you and your family you know that there is a there's a larger picture to it and uh, our husbands their colleagues the jawans their families officer families everyone uh they're all fighting for the nation whether in field uh, or in the peace posting they're preparing for war they're getting themselves up getting themselves up and uh, you know with new technology new weapons and uh, it 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 was a very different world and we were taught to be on our own there were courses in between where he had to go and uh, suddenly the orders would come and he would leave and uh, so you, you, they make you so so independent and so uh, you know strong willed and so ready to face everything that comes your way and uh, along the way you also face things like if you're staying in a separate like when a husband is posted in a field posting uh, army generally gives separated family accommodations to the families so we have other families also and other children also whose fathers uh, are also posted in field field areas uh, different areas but at least the children know okay this fellow's father is also not there and we are very well protected and then suddenly some news comes somebody's father has been killed in action or husband is killed in action or so we're all together matlab it's it, it's a bond that we develop and we're there for each other and uh, it's a very strong bond but then yeah we are all living in a uh, you know there there is always a 
I'll not call it a fear, but yes, anxiety to it. Okay, if the phone call doesn't come or if you're not able to speak for days, so it 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 uh, it it generally gives you a lot of uh, uh, you know negative thoughts. But then being together helps. Working helps. Most of us work, uh, take up a job uh, in army schools or write. Now the young girls are doing very well. Uh, they're becoming entrepreneurs and doing, you know, a lot of great stuff. So during our time, like 20, 25 years back, it was not uh, so easy. Internet was not so easily available. So there were very few options that a lady would follow. Uh, but at least to keep yourself in the right frame of mind, to bring children up uh, alone, rushing to their emergencies. So that was that was something very new to me. But then Army taught it all. Our senior ladies were there to hold our hands, and this is how this is how the journey began. And we went along. It is it is tough. But uh, Amreen, in, in this scenario, like like I, I was just telling you, I mean, I never asked my nani, to be very honest, that how would she deal when my nana used to go, right? I, I genuinely don't, like, as you were speaking, I tried to remember, have I ever, did I ever ask nani? And I did not, to be very honest, I did not. Hmm. Nana, nani have passed away now a long time. But the point is that, is there any formal counseling system or something of that like where's the psychological makeup of uh, i don't know how to say this but the fear of the unknown because every time your husband goes into the battlefield or in many cases now with women joining the armed forces in very high numbers it's going to be the other way around also for the man where <laughs> where the wife is going to the going into battle so this is a unique state of mind where you have the fear of the unknown Yes. You don't know. So how does, so maybe we, we can break it down uh, in two sections. First, we can talk about this itself, that how does a spouse or a partner deal with this unknown? Is there any counseling within the system, outside the system? Or it's just as you have said, which is the typical Indian society way extended family extended family and they're all holding each other. Or no, there is some formalized way where women and men whose partners are going into combat all the time are counseled in a formal way. See, uh, we do have Army Wives Welfare Association, uh, which helps us, uh, guides us uh, if there is a serious case and if there is a serious psychological issue or if uh, a woman is going through a very tough time, it's traumatic, they step in, they're there. But generally, uh, we're there. We're there for each other. But we know uh, we can uh, any t- uh, approach our anytime and they will be there. The president, the, the senior most lady of the station is the president and uh, she will hear us out and figure out a problem if there is a major issue. But uh, generally, we handle it on our own and do it. Mm-hmm. Now, in your book, you say this. Um, uh, it, it starts with... Uh... 
you know you say it was during one of such enriching sessions with the war widows of world war 1 and 2 by the way my nana was world war 2 in jodhpur where my husband was posted at that time which left an indelible mark on my mind most of them were old frail women in their 80s wearing the black cotton rajasthani dress from head to toe which had been the biggest giveaway of their widowhood all of them outcasts and disowned by families this is literally the start of your book now can you narrate this like because this shook me when i started reading the book i was like damn this is horrifying that that a person has to go through this and so again now now we are into the section where you we, we are going to talk about war widows I, and like i said when i started reading your book i literally finished it off in one session is because i i just couldn't stop reading i was like these things happen and uh, you know we just go about living our lives and i'm not blaming anyone i mean nor am i trying to guilt trip anyone into it i'm but i still you know when one somebody reads something as as you know shaking as this that these things are there but maybe for the benefit of uh, the listeners and the viewers can you narrate this session that what what happened exactly in this session see we as i mentioned ava we all we keep having uh, the welfare uh, programs uh, at a very regular intervals so where we interact with ladies uh, of the uh, all the ladies irrespective of the ranks and uh, uh, there are courses also run by ava so that once they go back to their native places the jawan's wife at least the skilled there will be a computer course or a beautician course or a tailoring course so that uh, we equip them to be on their own and uh, uh, you know they can start a business uh, if they want to so th- there was this welfare session and uh, one in one of the sessions uh, we uh, got to know about this uh, small little village in um, Rajasthan Jodhpur we were in Jodhpur and my children were very young and it was our, our second or third posting and uh, we went there and we got to know about this issue the senior lady told us ke yahan pe ek gaon hai bahut pass mein and uh, we just got to know ke wo vidhwaon ka gaon hai because uh, their husbands were killed in world war 2 and all these wars and uh, they don't get any pension some were with the bit well some for some reason they were not getting pensions and nothing at all so they had become a big liability on the family and uh, so everyone uh, most of the families had disowned them so ab ye ek dheere 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 karke ek gaon sa ban gaya hai and in rajasthan if you see widows generally wear black the black ghagra and everything this is what they used to wear and uh, we need to do something about it and uh, the goc the senior most officer of the area was uh, told briefed about the situation he got into the action he visited the village he saw the situation and uh, uh, like it shook you and it shook me it must have shaken him as well and he he wrote to the army headquarters and sprung into action and sabki files nikali and whatever kya 
if the person has served in the army why is the, the why are the ladies uh, left just like that so there must have been some confusion something uh, the partition or whatever maybe you know maybe maybe the ladies didn't know what to do or, or where to go so um, everything was uh, put into place and the ladies were given their due compensation and uh, they were given uh, the, the pension started and uh, all that pension that they had lost over the years was given back to them so that was good money and once the the family members got to know about it dheere dheere karke everyone started taking their mothers or mother in laws back home so we i was too young at that time and that was my moment uh, when i realized ke whenever i get time or whenever i do something in life i will do it for i'll dedicate myself to war widows this is one story that we know and we are a huge nation and we are one of the largest indian armies and uh, and yeah i must tell you we have largest number of war widows too so idhar to the goc has helped what about the others so that had stuck my mind and i was thinking ki okay i'll make a platform maybe i'll make a website uh, warwidows.com i still remember i the name was there on my head so that anyone who's facing any problem anywhere can just you know log in there and uh, send us their problems and we can work on it and uh, that was there since i think 20 years the idea was there uske baad the postings keep happening kept happening and then he used to be away and children were growing up and all this all but the, but the thought of war widows was there with me all the time because we used to meet them in every station in every station you would find war widows and uh, ava would work for them and eventually we would meet so i used to scribble i used to just sit with them and talk with them and uh, you know listen to their stories and wonder how do they manage and uh, then the website uh, never happened i started a blog of my own wedded to the olive green and uh, i started writing on that I, earlier i used to write for uh, hindustan times there again i was a columnist and i used to write for the indian army and my column was called olive green and then it was people loved it and uh, although it was all censored and went through the army headquarters there and then people loved it and then my editor told me amreen there are many war veterans here in bhopal why don't you write a, uh, start another column and uh, let's call it our heroes and imagine we have war heroes living in bhopal and people of bhopal were not even aware there was air vice marshal uh, avm petia who was a prisoner or a prisoner of war uh, during 1971 war and he was brutally thrashed and he was kept in uh, the pakistani jail for years and uh, he was in a bad state but then yeah that forgy zest and zeal was still uh, in them i uh, i wrote about them there were many other there was brigadier tom pande again from 1971 war all of them when i started writing about them people the civilians would come to me or write to me ke ma'am we never knew that people like these existed amongst us so when you don't know your soldiers 
who are fighting for the nation, who have given their arms and legs and lives for the nation. That's 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 a sad, sad part. So widows to bahut dur ki baat ho gayi. But then yes, my widows were always always uh, a very integral part of my thought process and my writings. I would uh, write about them. It was only uh, three four years back that I seriously thought, "Can no? Now is the time uh, when I should actually put all these stories together and bring this book out." and there was some incident where an officer was killed in action during an operation in kashmir and uh, which has which had jolted us from within so then i thought okay amri now is the time now is the time for the world to know what is it to be an army wife to live in a constant fear of the unknown and uh, and what next because for a woman for a wife her battle her war starts once the soldier passes away he's killed in action because our society is not very kind towards the widows and uh, everyone every single story is different every woman is a warrior in her own way and uh, one lady led to another one story led to another story and i met met ladies uh with so much of strength in them simple looking girls hardly educated lost their husband i must mention a a, a case here uh, this brigadier hachran singh who as a small little uh, his, his article is in my book also in the end he works for the war widows he's a old guy but works for the war widows he told me about a lady kamreen uh, there's a lady in kashmir you must meet and you must you know write about her and what a lady and he didn't tell me any background so he just gave me her number <clears throat> so speak to her and i spoke to her and uh, that lady had a very strong and a very positive uh, voice and uh, Uh, i said okay i would like to come and meet you i flew to uh, shrinagar went and met her, her and her family and shrinagar as you you know kashmir the moment kashmir comes to your mind um terrorism also comes to your mind right because it's 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 a land which has been cursed i don't know why but we've lost so many of our soldiers and so many innocent lives but uh, i went to meet this lady and uh, i did not stay in the army cantonments or anywhere i just went there as a civilian and uh, this lady came to me and we sat uh, it was a beautiful uh, august morning i remember and uh, she told me i said aap aap khud bataiye apne lafzon mein mujhe to brigadier hachran ne bas thoda sa bataya tha aapke bare mein now you tell me about yourself keri ma'am main apne what do i tell you Uh, where do i start from i had three sons and my eldest son was in class 12th and my brother had just bought a new car so my son like any other teenager wanted to try his hands at the wheel so he said mama i'll just go i'm just going for a drive i'll be back in 10 minutes i said okay go and he met with a very bad accident so uh, he was in the icu and uh, doctors were trying their best to save him 
and father was uh, in the territorial army and he was posted somewhere in kashmir and when doctors felt that they won't be able to save the child the father was called home and finally after 14 15 days the child passed away so they were preparing the body for the final rites the body was kept in the uh, outside outside the house in the courtyard the body was kept and uh, they were preparing and everything was going on and nobody knew that the terrorists were keeping an eye on the father who was a soldier they barged in and shot the father too and this lady tells me ma'am us din mere ghar se do arthiyan nikli thi and i was speechless i could not respond i i was wondering what to say i was i felt short of words and i said phir kare ma'am pata nahi phir but now kushal that lady is the voice of the voiceless of that region because in kashmir you must be hearing ki the soldiers and the armed forces personnel the boys from the security forces are killed every second day the policemen belonging to the area everyone and then there is this very weird law in sharia if 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 the son dies and his father is alive so the father is not responsible i don't know why this is there because it is nowhere mentioned in the quran i have spoken to all the maulanas and muftis and everyone because this this irritated me and this made me so angry if the, the son has passed away and the father is alive he is not bounded by the law or he is not responsible for the for for taking care of his bahu and the bachas so taking this clause many of the ladies of kashmir region were thrown out of the houses they had no place to go so what government of kashmir did was they had this colony which was in a bad shape and they wanted to make make it into a some uh, hotel or something they gave one 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 room to all these widows and protected it because all these women were wives of the either police officers or constables or army men or um, you know men from the paramilitary forces and they had threats on their heads and uh, so this this uh, colony was formed and, uh, and these ladies stay there and uh, in one room two room apartments and uh, there is a security but then uh, see losing your husband and then the family disowns you and uh, most of the times the money factor also comes in these girls uh, generally don't know about what uh, compensation they'll get what pens- pension they'll get so that is generally also taken away but now this lady of mine uh she started uh, after a year and a half she picked up her pieces and started working because she could see more and more women more and more widows coming into the colony most of them the women and also the children battling severe depression children g- getting into drug abuse and all that stuff to keep their mind away from what has happened in their lives so she started counseling them she started the counseling sessions ke nahi acha aise hai waise hai then she started visiting the 
army, uh, the Sena Bhavan there in Srinagar, and uh, seeking help for one person or the other person or this issue or that issue. And slowly and surely, uh, she became their voice. And in uh, in one of her conversations, Abhi, we met recently, she said, Ma'am, you know, I'm going to go to Sena Imagine a Kashmiri woman saying that. What we see or what we see on the TV screens is that Kashmir is all against the army, but we do have Kashmiri people who are serving the nation and we do have women like her who, who you know, just, you know, are, who, who are my celebrities? Who are my heroines, my warriors uh, who've taken life head on? Talking so about who... celebrities, talking yeah. about celebrities, uh, small segue. So getting this book published, how, how much of a struggle was that? And well, we should be ashamed as a country, by the way, that even SE books may be issues. Hote. It was not easy. Kushal. It was just not easy. And I never thought I'll ever get it published because uh, uh, I thought because when a when a soldier is killed in action, we see what happens on TV and uh, the, the, the camera, the media, the politicians and the crowd that is there. So I was so positive in my heart that the moment I'll send my manuscript or maybe table of contents to the top of the publishers and the best of the publishers, will uh, they will just lap it up and, you know, take say yes to my book and uh, publish it. So that was my that that gave me a lot of enthusiasm to finish this book as quickly as I can. Although it took me years, thirty stories for thirty stories, I must have met seventy to seventy-two ladies because some were ready to speak, some were not ready to speak, some were not even aware what had happened to their husbands. Some would just say, "Ke madam jang me khatam ho gaye the." So how do you ask them? Ke uske baad kya hua? Kaise hua? So that that took a while. But then when I started sending my manuscripts and uh, brief about my book to all the top uh, uh, publishers, I was rejected from everywhere. All top publishers rejected my book. One said, Are ma'am, kya? Eki to format hoga na? Husband mar gaya, Kashmir mein mar gaya, jang mein mar gaya. Uske baad lady ne life kaise uh, handle ki, kaise aage padi? Nahi bhai, aisa nahi hai. One lady belongs to Mizoram, the, another belongs to Maharashtra. Uh, somebody is from Madhya Pradesh, uh, someone is in, uh, from Ay- Ayodhya or Kashmir. Every story is different. I try to cover every part of the country and every struggle is different. So, so I went to another one. I went to a literary agent. Somebody suggested, why don't you try a literary agent? He said, ma'am, I said, you have celebrities quotes, you Bollywood so that, you know, the book sells well. You know, the, it has to sell well. So we need, we need some masala to it. So I said, bhai, these ladies are my celebrities. I'm not going to anyone in the Bollywood or anywhere to uh, promote my ladies. Uh, you, if you can't do it, just tell me. I won't. Uh, I won't publish it. But uh, no, I'm not going to any any of the celebrities. These are my warriors and these are my celebrities. And uh, Kushal, for next three months, I had to. Uh, 
edit and re-edit my book and uh, whatever, add some more portions to it. I did not write. I could not write. I was so shocked by the behavior of uh, the publishing industry. And then one day, out of my angst and yeah, anger, I tweeted about it. Okay, when a soldier is killed in action, we have all this, you know, all the cameras looming over the you know grieving family members. But if you want to write about the ladies and the families and what they go through, this is what you get. There's not a single publisher who's come out and said, yes, okay, ma'am, yes, we'll publish your book. And the moment I tweeted, within 24 hours, a lot of publishers approached me, big ones, uh, not the ones I had approached, the other ones. And uh, then there was this uh, uh, publishing house uh, called uh, Bookmart, which is now Sabre and Quill. Uh, It is run by uh, retired army officers. And uh, somebody uh, gave me their number. And I felt, okay, fine, they are from the same background. They'll know my sentiments. And at least they'll not be as commercialized and commercially minded as uh, the others. And I felt safer with it. I would, uh, yes, absolutely. I would say I felt safer with the Foggy publisher. He'll not, uh, you know, say no and uh, he'll understand the sentiments. They'll, they, and, and they did a fantastic job. And this is how my book, The Warrior Widows, which is uh, available on Amazon, came out and I'm very thankful to them for helping me in this journey and we uh, and then uh, when finally when I got the publisher uh, a book needs a foreword right you need a foreword for a book so I said if I've done so much of work and my widows are such a fantastic women I need a fantastic person I need I need somebody who knows things in and out uh, who should I go to and who should I approach? And somehow there were many names. And finally, I just uh, thought, ke, uh, why should uh, let me try the defense minister, Rajnath Singh ji. So I, I told my husband. He's, my husband said, Ambreen, uh, that's a tough call. But try. And Kushal, I did try. I tried for a month to get an appointment from him. Every day I would make a call and every day they'll make an excuse. Then one day I told him, Bhaiya, I am a ki bivi hoon. I can't get a defense minister se to phir, to jawan aur, aur ka to mujhe nahi pata kya hoga. And uh, finally we met. Finally we met. And at uh, 8 o'clock in the night I got the call. Ke subha aajai, uh, se milne ke liye. And the book was in the laptop. How would I show it to him? So, fata, 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 black and white printout, Leah, and then, you know, got his uh, uh, enough, put it in a file and uh, photographs you black and white, Leah, Sarakuch. And then I took it to him. I was nervous as hell because I was, I was not having a very good experience with the book, uh, the, at least from the civil street. So, I went to him and uh, when my turn came to meet him, he said, uh, I had showed my book to him and handed it over to him. And he glanced through it and he said, I'm traveling for some time, but I'm taking this along. I'll read it. And I had briefed him, what is there inside? 
and he kept the book in his hand, the manuscript in his hand, like this, and he said, Bitya, ye tumne bohat pavitra kaam kiya hai. And Kushal, that was my moment of, you know, I felt so good. I felt so proud of my ladies. I felt so nice. Ki finally, you have a person who understands. And I said, we'll sit, uh, you will get a, a letter uh, by next week. I'll, and I'll make sure that I read your book. And um, I'm indebted to him and his staff, and they were too good to me. And this is how uh, he he could not write a foreword, but yes, uh, there's some rules and whatever for a serving defense minister. But he did write a message, and when, once the book was out, everyone praised it. The the people we look up to in the armed forces fraternity, from General V.P. Malik to General Dua, every everyone, even people unknown to us or the armed forces, loved the book. And um, yeah, the, this is the journey. But yes, good. I'm happy that it is finally out and people are getting to know about our widows. So, so tell me about this. You you write in this book, and this is, and I want to spend some time talking about this because vidhwa ona, हमारे समाज में वैसे ही एक बहुत बड़ी समस्या है. Whether we like it or not, I'm glad you spoke about it. You you have written over here. Widowhood is considered widowhood is considered a curse in Indian society and in most parts of the country. These women. no matter even they are young girls are shunned for the fear of bringing bad luck to the family society and to everything and everyone they come across they end up being the most vulnerable most exploited and destitute section of our society who are more often than not blamed for their husband's death deprived and desolate they are left to fend for themselves now this is a generic reality add to that you are in a military setup does it make it worse or better i know it sounds a crazy question that i'm asking but i have to ask this question like is there a difference even in that also now see once the husband passes away the, the girl has to come back to the cv street right so it's the same old society for her same old stigma same old rituals and uh, can you imagine there was a if she remarries the pension stops but uh, there was this rule if she remarries the brother of the soldier killed the pension will continue thanks to ma'am uh, nirmala sitaraman when she was the defense minister she stopped this law she scrapped it off and uh, it was like जबरदस्ती लड़कियों की शादी उनके देवर और so but then there was this uh, flaw also in our system which is now rectified but but many women suffered that also 
and here i must mention this about uh, my ladies in uh, jharkhand who uh, were working this this girl who used to work in fields and uh, just one <clears throat> brother and sister she studied till class 10th and uh, since she was a girl <coughs> her education was stopped and uh, parents thought that now she should learn the uh, you know home skills and life skills and uh, learn to cook and stitch uh, and they wanted to get her married and uh, she was very upset about it because she was, was a very bright girl and uh, some somehow uh, the thing is still in the in her heart and some the parents started looking for a boy for her and um, one proposal came from a jawan's uh, family and uh, she said uh, i'll marry you but i want to continue my studies everyone was shocked everyone was shocked ke how a feeble little girl from a little village in jharkhand can speak so bluntly and so with so much of power in her voice but the but the but that um, boy that soldier was impressed and uh, he said if you agree to my condition i'll marry you and the family members and everyone said oh are ne aisi bachpana hai aisi bol rahi hai ye hai wo hai and the uh, the boy's parents refused and they left but the, that left a mark on the boy and uh, he later told his parents ki i would like to marry this girl and uh, he married her and he was always posted away and she stayed with her in-laws and uh, uh both the family stayed closer by in uh, villages were very close and he uh, got her admitted and she continued her studies and uh, she did her masters and uh, she did her 11 12th and then her uh, graduation and then her masters seven years and he would come home and help her and get her books and she has two boys now and uh, once she had done completed her masters uh, within few months the boy was killed in action and now she says ke maybe his reason for coming into her life was to get her the education that she so richly deserved and she wanted to uh, you know keep up his uh, name and uh, you know so he moved out to the village came to ranchi took up a job in the army school and uh, and slowly slowly she started learning and she did her ba then her ma now she's working at a very high position in ranchi and she is a, uh, a inspiration for women there of the area how she she has reshaped her life just because of her zest and zeal and her her power within that she could not one of the boys doing bba and the other one is doing engineering so such a fantastic a girl working in fields and now an inspiration in herself that's what amazing story but but again not not every woman must be having these these uh these opportunities so now i want to talk to you about change makers because uh that that's the organization uh, uh, your website is also there now not 
I don't know how to say this, but not everything will be a happy ending, right, Ambreen? Not not every story, whether war widows or not the war widows, um, is going to be a happy ending. Now, the I don't want to share stories from your book because I want people to read the book and go through the process that I went through it. But I still want to focus on areas where, let's say, things are not solved. So how can we help these kinds of situations and what does change makers do in these kinds of situations? Because I'm sure, I, look, I'm a man who's done social work. I know what these situations are. I know what, what, what is the pathetic reality of our society. Because once you go out there, you see, I'm not saying we are some uh, hellhole or anything. There are good people and bad people in every society. But the point is, when you deal with a sad story, it just, it, it just shatters you internally. So how, like, what is the focus of change makers? Like, where did it, where, where did it conceptualize? And in that sense, like, how do you guys identify a problem is what I'm trying to understand. So identification of the problem came right at the beginning. We knew that the widows uh, are facing a tough time. But then how change makers came into being was I was working with the, uh, NASCOM, the CSR uh, part of the NASCOM, and uh, there I would get, uh, people got to know that I'm an army officer's wife, so there I would get uh, requests from the corporates and uh, the, their CSR heads, okay, why don't you connect us with a uh, person who needs help or an organization or an NGO who works for soldiers or the soldiers killed in action and their families and uh, so I would very happily do it and they would help them and uh, give them jobs or uh, whatever was the need at that time, especially yeah, uh, for education of their children and uh, all, all that stuff. But uh, once I left NASCOM and uh, I was still doing the same thing because I had connects in the corporate world also and I had I was already in the army, so I knew people, I knew ladies. So even then, after leaving the job, due to some family reasons, I, I uh, was still connecting the people. So um, I was still getting the calls. So I just thought, okay, why not make an organization? or a, It's actually a web platform which connects people. It is not an NGO. I never wanted I never wanted to make an NGO because there are too many NGOs doing the work. So it's 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 a bridge between the two. So a lady comes with a problem, especially during COVID. Many of the ladies did not have a smartphone or a laptop. And you have this um, e-waste, right? The leftover uh, uh, laptops with the companies. And uh, you. So, so, so that helped. Uh, we knew people who are working in the in, in this world in in this field. So we connected the two, and many of the ladies benefited with this, and they got the uh, uh, the laptops or the smartphones. You know how how people um, the the well-off people do. They they change their phones so often. So so the, that electronic garbage, that e-garbage thing. Uh, uh, e-wastage. So we wanted to stop that. We were working on a project uh, to stop it, to stop the e-wastage of uh, such good products. So we started accumulating them. 
and whenever the need came and whenever the, the many big companies doing this work and uh, during covid anyone and everyone who needed it we were able to supply it to them so we are basically a bridge between the beneficiaries and the donors who wants to help out uh, people from the armed forces fair enough now i want to read a very long excerpt again from the book and two questions about this i'm going to read two two bits so a little away from shergarh in junjunu district which alone lost as many as 125 soldiers during the kargil war here again every family has a soldier it has highest number of serving retired and killed in action soldiers there are families in this district who are fifth generation of army men carrying forward the legacy of their fathers and grandfathers its village dhanuri is famously known as village of soldiers and martyrs as it has more than 250 serving 300 retired soldiers 20 have been killed in action there are also three prisoners of wars from this village people of this village were also part of world war 1 and 2 now there is another that you mentioned kammavan pettai in tamil nadu is another village with a tradition of sending one member of their family to serve in the indian army currently mm-hmm. there are almost thousand serving soldiers from this village now let first i want to talk about this how is this tradition alive like how do these um families what is their mindset i i i want to understand what the mindset is because you you are from the system you you know these people you interact with them why do they do this is what i'm wondering it's basically the pride that they feel i've interacted with all these women most of the women somebody has lost a brother or a husband or a son or a grandson the old ladies so they 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 their faces just you know they glow with pride when you talk about their uh, uh, family members killed in war or any operation in kashmir or the northeast or uh, wherever and uh, and and that that they they feel very proud ke desh ke liye jaan diya hai desh ke liye khatam hua hai uska dusra bhi bachcha hoga to bhejenge something like that and that is so amazing that is so so good uh, very recently i'll share uh, there, there was this controversy about galwan on on social media and uh, i'm i'm interacting with the uh, uh, ladies of the galwan also and out of the 20 soldiers brave hearts who were killed in action nine are preparing nine of the families are preparing their children um, to join the armed forces then again galwan was not a easy thing it it boiled our blood every every indian citizen was in shock and uh, was angry was upset and yet the families who were most impacted who felt the trauma who lost their loved ones are the ones standing up tall and strong training their their children to go into the forces again like their fathers and keep the legacy alive that is the thought behind it and it makes you feel so proud about it. yeah you you do mention it in both situations in the 
the village in Tamil Nadu, you say it is not that there are no options for the youth of these places. There are they are plenty. Yeah. Yes. But country is what they want to serve, even if it means losing your life. And what better an option than the Indian Army? As much as you admire the courage of the people of these villages, you also feel proud of the fact that there breeds on your our soil such people of unrelenting, undying patriotism. which no politician or movie star or cricketer can ever match and i guess this is this is the reason why the armed forces have so much respect in india in that sense uh, if if you notice when just an average kid on the street also if they see an army truck going it's very interesting the police does not have that respect in india i'm being very honest and very straightforward here although i i think the police also has a lot of trauma that they deal with and police also has a very high suicide rate and many other things but the armed forces i and and i always notice this like if there is an army truck going in some corner and if there's some kid there in general you'll always have the one cuckoo crazy person who hates the army but in general you know there is this thing that they'll stop they'll wait and they'll appreciate them whether it's a small salute whether it's a small thank you or a namaste uh, is and 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 it's it's a wonderful thing and and what is amazing is i have never seen an army person feeling bloated about it it's not like ha main funny kha ho gaya ya main bahut badi top hu they in fact the funny bit is that they feel very humbled and yes. they say are nahi theek hai hamara kaam hai hum to hamara kaam kar rahe hain kind of a scenario mm. so mm. it's like how does the army as an institution manage to consistently maintain this humility is my my question now how do they manage to maintain this humility this is the part of the training and also the situations that the our men live in go to any 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 bunker in uh, kashmir region or siachen see the situation how they live the humility comes from within from the uh, from the you know uh, situations that you face day in and day out uh, in places like leh ladakh remote villages remote areas where our personnel are deployed which where even you know getting food also takes days the water freezes right now the water the taps everything would be frozen so so everything that we face is uh, is is not not faced by a normal person and this is what our soul this is what makes our soldiers so strong and so humble so down to earth because they're so rooted to the reality that they are what they are Yeah, it, it, you know what I've always wondered that this, 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 because I'll use the analogy of our neighbors. The army over there is a very different entity than the army in India. The Indian army is a fine-tuned, disciplined force, run professionally. Every army has its mistakes, so it's not like the Indian army is not going to commit mistakes. But that's the difference, and and it, it it's just. fascinating to me that to have villages after villages doing this and 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 you're right these are the real celebrities actually these these people these women especially are the real celebrities but now i want to spend before i start taking some of the live viewer questions also because there are three or four questions there too 
I want to ask about one thing. Let's look at the policy now, and I want to spend the next five to ten minutes on policy because yes, uh, you just gave an example of how. I mean, imagine the trauma the woman has to go through just to maintain her pension. She has to remarry again someone from the email. I mean, what nonsense! Imagine the person who thought this was a fine policy decision. I want to meet that person who thought this was a fine policy decision. Show me that person's face, please. Now. what are the other policy because there is a section of the book where you do talk about specific policy problems that still exist now let's talk about that and and let's hope that you know we can educate people about still the roadblocks that exist for war widows and other peripheral issues all right see the policies are all well in place and why i have dedicated a section in my book about the benefits and the things that a lady would get is primarily for the ladies to understand in a simple language what all she can avail i'll give you an example i call ayodhya my uh, karam bhumi because there was a event uh, uh, by an ngo in the avad university in uh, ayodhya and i requested them if i can bring uh, some of my war widows of the area to the function and they readily agreed and uh, there i uh, uh, i i connected with the station commander there and he connected me to two three other people and finally i got hold of a person a one man army uh, subedar nahar singh and who you who takes care of Uh, all the widows in the area. So I spoke to him. So I asked him, "I said, 'Sab, kitte log hain, kitti widows hain apni uh, Ayodhya, Faisalabad area mein.' He said, 'Madam ji, twenty hongi.' I said, twenty? He said, 'Haan ji, madam.' I said, 'Aap sabko la sakte hain. Main bus ka har chiz ka ansam kar dungi. And uh, please laiye. And uh, ye wo sab ke haan ji, madam, ham leke aayenge. So uh, the sponsors were there. The university was very happy. The VC was very happy, and uh, along with the other events, we are also honoring our widows. And uh, they came a lady, weak, feeble, with age. Her like she was unable to walk, and Subeda Nahar Singh was. trying to you know help her helping her to climb up the three four mm-hmm. stairs that that they were there and i was standing there only to welcome her there were biggies who were coming but i was only there to uh, welcome my widows and she came and she held my hand and she started crying she said her husband had passed away uh, was killed in uh, 1962 war and she said bitya humko koi nahi poochha tha कितना सालों के बाद कोई बोला कि माँ जी तुमको बुलाया है एंड सब कुछ एंड दैट लेडी व्हेन हर हस्बैंड सी व्हेन अ सोल्जर इज केल्ड इन एक्शन आर्मी गेट्स इनटू एक्शन सारा पेपर वर्क फाइनेंशियल एंड ऑल द पर्क्स एंड जो भी है कॉम्पनसेशन आर्मी डज एवरीथिंग टू द टी इट इट हैपेंस मतलब दे डू इट द यूनिट टेक्स चार्ज ऑफ एवरीथिंग एंड एवरीथिंग इज डन प्रॉपरली बट in her case uh, she was uh, yeah at that point of time her pension was uh, uh, 3 rupees a month and her entire compensation was just uh, 300 rupees and uh, but she was also given a uh, huge a huge chunk of uh, land so uh, that was good but 
central government had approved it and the state government had given all the go-aheads and army was there and everything and everything was in place. And Kushal, till now, the lady has not got the, her land. Pension increased with time, but the lady has not got her land. And there are many such cases. Because the Pradhan of the village did not want anyone else to have a huge piece of land and he bribed and he played dirty politics everything did whatever he could and uh, the lady is in her 80s now and uh, she had only one son who was uh, a year old when the father passed away so they're still fighting for it it's it's not you know what do we do so you know everyone has sanctioned it so many times they've written to the army headquarters and they have also written to the state government and the state government has also directed the local district administration to solve this issue um, as soon as possible. But then again, it gets stuck somewhere. File ni mil rahi hai So there there are loopholes and you know how how things are. So I really, I really hope I, I call her Ma and I hope Bhagirati Ma gets her piece of land and I, she is able to see her piece of land and I'm able to help her. So trying to do my bit, running around, meeting people just to help her. Yeah, very specific issue that you mentioned in the end of the book. Uh, you talk about uh, provisions for the allotment of 25% share of the army insurance and up to 33% of the pension to look after the needs of the old parents. In addition, free medical facilities are provided to dependents through ECHS. However, incentives given by different state governments have different scales and rules on these benefits. Now, how, how does this create issues? Like the, the, the compensation tends to vary and that, uh, that has cascading effects. Is, is that what, yes. what, what I'm try, trying to understand here? That, that, that is one thing that a lot of uh, us are fighting for and uh, bringing this issue into the limelight because every state has a different rule. Like Punjab, wow, the way it takes care of its widows, it's amazing. Instantly, they'll give a government job. But something like this will never happen in a state like uh, Madhya Pradesh or Jharkhand or uh, Northeast. Uh, and, uh, otherwise, uh, in Bangalore, we saw Karnataka. They give good compensations. So uh, even, yeah, th there's a lot of disparity within the states. So we want to bring in a policy what widows ask us is, ke, Madam Pati to hamara bhi usi jang mein gaya, ya usi operation mein gaya, wo lady usi state ka tha, usko itna compensation mil gaya, hamara bhi to husband gaya na, hamare bhi to bachche hain, hamara itna kam kyo hai. So we want to bring that together, make it into a one policy, so that, you know, every, every widow, every woman gets the same compensation, same amount of money and same privileges, uh, that the other woman in the other state gets. At least that's and, the and, uh, smallest... And when you talk about... Just one more follow-up on this because it's interconnected. So you talk about legal support to Veer Naris. In what sense are these uh, legal support issues that arise? Like, What are the common issues these uh, Veer Naris face? Uh, 
generally it is finances there because we as women know hardly anything about the finances and how to manage it and sometimes what happens is there are a lot of frauds happening uh madam paisa mila hai saap ka paisa aaya hai aap kya to isme invest kar dete hain isme dal dete hain aapke returns aa jate hain and the ladies already reeling through a trauma and going through a lot of stuff and she has children to look after and old parents in laws to look after she generally says yes and puts the money there trusts ke ha mera bhala hi cha raha hai that is why he is saying it so that is where the legal angle comes in and people try and help these ladies but frauds do happen a lot of ladies and uh, children have they've been dished and you know people have taken away the money and they've left they've been left with nothing and there's nothing much we can do because these people are not traceable hmm all right and uh, obviously you 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 spoken about uh, post traumatic stress disorder now ptsd is not only just an issue for the veer naris it is also an issue for the the forces currently who deal with uh, these issues like um i get the army being aware of this but this is not my question about the army amreen how do we make the society aware of this that ye real hota hai ptsd is real how do we make our society aware of that create awareness talk about it talk to anyone and everyone about it and not be ashamed of it you know that that part of being ashamed should be just cut away from this because ptsd is a reality of our times and we have to address it we have to address it because uh, things are tough life is tough and things are very tough for our soldiers and our families and especially for the ones who've lost their loved ones so we have to address the issue and uh, we have as a nation as as people uh, we have to realize we have to make our families realize that we are there for them that confidence we have to build up that confidence in them that no we are there koi bhi problem hai we are there the countrymen are with you you can just walk up to anyone and you know share your problem share your trauma we'll help you out that has to happen we need to create that fair enough all right uh, amreen i'm going to ask you a few questions now uh, a lot of these questions i think a lot of the listenership is also emotionally charged right now so so let's say somebody has asked uh, how can how could we uh make sure that this messaging goes into young kids in colleges and schools is uh, is your platform change makers trying to reach out to universities and maybe because what happens is like 
there are young girls in colleges those young girls are going to end up marrying these young boys and vice versa those young boys are going to end up marrying because i know two two three decades down the line the percentage of women in the armed forces is going to be a lot more that's just the curve of modernity where our society is going to deal with these issues and girls are going to end up going there so is uh, is change makers having something in mind to reach out to colleges telling them about this uh, issue uh not yet but we would love to i would i would personally love to interact with the younger generation and tell them all about it and uh, make them aware awareness is the key i would i would really love to do it and Fair. and that is Fair. a very good point that you have put across and uh, we would love to do it all right now uh this one is a very specific question i uh, in addition to pensions are there any rehabilitation programs for war widows where widows completely dependent on their husband's income can start their own businesses or get a job yes there are the ava helps but at the end of the day it entirely depends on the woman whether she wants to do it or not there are women okay. who have been in jobs in schools and you know the special schemes for them but then uh, it, it's finally they call uh, generally the 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 uh, perception is okay uh, there's a story mentioned you must have uh, read about a lady whose husband was killed in the line of duty not in the war but in the line of duty and it was a shock for her and then uh, she was in depression for days and uh, her brother and her father in law had come to take her take her home and take the body home and she was packing up her house and people came to give her condolences and everything and somebody just commented are tu kyun chinta kar rahi hai tu kyun roye ja rahi hai abhi dekhna tere ko kitna paisa milega kitna pension milega teri zindagi aish mein kategi that is such a misconception that i want to put you know throw a light on ke this lady she was already broken and she shot back ke theek hai paisa milega pension milega compensation milega sun ek baat to ye sab rakh le sara paisa rakh le apna husband mujhe de de you can't imagine the loss of your loved one no amount of money can ever compensate that but then yes i also feel it that there is this belief that okay soldiers killed government will take care army will take care they'll give them lump sum lots of money they'll be very well looked after but what about the mental health the daily issues their daily struggles what about that who's going to be there for that and 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 i must mention uh, the uh, i met a uh, during this book also and, and i met a girl and uh, she said we take a lot of pride in the fact that india has never lost a war her father was killed in a in action and uh, and uh, we we are a, a very strong army and uh, there were many generals in the audience and uh, but what if we had lost a war and my father would have been still alive that innocent question was a tight slap on our faces because at the end of the day every wife every child would want their husband 
or the father to come back home safe. Mm. You know, it, it it is a tough life without them. I hope countrymen understand that. Everyone understands that the feeling. Just be there for them. Be 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 a support system. Give them respect. Hmm. Now, this is from a woman. She's asked hmm. this question: Is there any way that society should change the way it deals with uh, veer naris or war widows from a sympathy or empathy perspective? How how do we do we need to relook at the issue itself? Yes. Stop shunning them. Stop shunning them. Welcome them in the weddings. Call them at the god bharais. Call them at the birthday birthday parties. Unko bulaya hi nahi jata. We are the ones who can bring in the change. The ladies are the ones who can bring in the change. Usko kyu alag rakha jata hai? Usko kyu nahi bulaya jata hai? Everywhere you see the 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 divide is there. The widow is not considered a part of a celebration. We have to yes make a difference. If we want, we can do it. and that will give them so much of confidence ki yes we are also a part of a society we are not a you know we we don't bring bad luck and no mm. they don't the brave women that is how we fair, can fair enough uh this is very specific how will the agnipath scheme affect uh, widows and their welfare or uh, uh, the agnipath scheme does not affect uh, the war widows welfare schemes in any way at all i think it's too early to comment on that that let's see how it shapes up and how how things turn out to be so mm-hmm. i think i'll leave it to the officers who are handling it they'll be in a better position all right now this uh, this is again this question is about ptsd so i will reframe it slightly do you think or uh, because the the presumption is that the government is maybe not doing it do you think there should be some professional setup for ptsd training or some kind of pro- counseling by professional therapists for soldiers and widows that should be funded by the government or is the government funding any kind of counseling that deals with ptsd Yes, it does. It, there are programs for the soldiers uh, who've been into war several times, or maybe who have who are disabled. There are uh, programs for the widows also. But once you go out of the system, see, uh, you once you become a widow, you back you go back to your own place, your hometown. and coming from there i don't know the distances they don't want to travel they don't want to go so that 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 issue is there but yes government has the scheme awa has the schemes indian army is always there for you one phone call and you will be helped but yeah uh, heck you will also have to you know go out and speak or maybe travel if you're living in a village in a far away place and there's no army uh, battalion there or a cantonment there you will have to travel a bit and do your stuff share mm-hmm. your story your grief your trauma so there are yeah schemes because it is needed 
All right. So before we wrap it up, Amreen, um, uh, is there any last message you have for the viewers, listeners? And uh, also, uh, we uh, you just told me, so even the Hindi version of the book is going to come out, right? Yes. Today, I just got the draft copy of my Hindi version, uh, Veer Narya. So because there was a huge demand uh to get it translated into hindi and also in punjabi because a lot of a lot of soldiers come from punjab also and uh, hindi again uh, will be read well by the viewers so the book should be out in a week's time and uh, i want the people to be aware and uh, have no i i don't want them to paint a sorry figure in front of a widow or but they should just you know project themselves as a part of a family a widow should feel included and she should feel that yes even if i'm alone i have no relative in this town i have people i can rely on and the simplest way to do is uh, i must tell you that if, if there is anyone who wants to help he can just walk into the zilla every district has a zilla sanic kalyan board and which has the list of the officers there and the widows there and uh, if he wants to help he can go and help or just you know having that feeling here in your head okay okay i have this person i can call up even at the you know oddest of the hours he'll be there to help me or she'll be there to help me that will make a lot of difference all right uh, amreen this this book was uh, quite a journey for me to read it I, i don't know if you remember when i read it i read it straight up and i had emailed you ki ye this 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 book uh, kind of shook me when i was going through uh, the process of uh, it's, it's you know what this the weird part is i actually am from a family that has people had had people in the army but even i did not know anything about this i'm being fully open and honest because i guess only when you go through it personally jiske sath hota hai jiske ghar mein koi kisi vyakti ki mrityu hoti hai to usi ko pata chalta hai kya hota hai and 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 your book actually uh, did did that for me so so from that perspective you know i really appreciate the fact that you you wrote this book and i and i wish you all the best for uh, all the future endeavors and and i hope change makers keeps on doing this wonderful work you know you inspire many people and i hope you keep inspiring them and once again thanks for coming for uh, chatting with me on the podcast thank you kushal thank you for having me jai hind thank you so much all right guys we'll wrap today's discussion up once again before we wrap the discussion go to the description of the podcast it does not matter if you're watching this on youtube or you're listening to it on spotify amazon music itunes google podcast wherever you're listening to it you will see the description has amreen's twitter handle and the link to buy the book and the link to change makers go and check it out buy the book you owe it to the armed forces you should do it do the right thing you owe it to the, all those people and you owe it over, over to all the veernaries or the war widows uh, whichever depending on the language you want to uh, use over here and uh, the thing about these kinds of subjects is the irony is that that we don't talk about them enough i have tried my best 
through this podcast to raise issues whether it's about disability in general i had navdeep over also to talk about disability and from a legal perspective in the armed forces so whenever i try to find out about these issues i i try to bring or shine a light on this and and i hope you as listeners of the podcast understand and value what i'm trying to do over here and and you you support the speakers to support the people who raise these issues because that's the only thing this can be done so i'll leave you guys at this as far as i'm concerned you know the drill like the video subscribe to the channel leave your comments and you can become a member on youtube fanmo or patreon i'll see you guys next time until then namaste take care bye bye